1: It's 930
2: in 716.
1: I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mesroski. Outside right now, it's looking not that bad. Cloudy skies, 56 degrees in Buffalo.
2: And let's join Philip Pandolfo at the National Weather Service in Buffalo as we look at another soaker around here today. Is it kind of deja vu like yesterday, Philip?
3: Right. So we are looking at another round of some lake effect rain showers coming in today. Right now we're watching these showers. They're mainly across the southern tier there in Chautauqua County and far southern Erie County. Um, And right now we're anticipating uh, later this afternoon those bands are going to shift northward a little bit and encroach on the Buffalo Metro area and the south towns there.
1: I mean, you really saw it yesterday if you were driving around the area, areas where it was just like a crazy heavy downpour. And then, I don't know, up by I me, mean, North Tonawanda, it's like uh, nothing happened. We had even had a little bit of sun. It was nice.
3: Right, yeah. We did see some uh, some relatively heavy rainfall here yesterday, especially up here in northern Erie. Um, we sent out a rainfall report last night. Highest total we saw in Erie was actually over two inches in Lancaster. Now what we're looking at today is by the time those bands shift northward uh, closer to the Buffalo Metro area, not anticipating them to be quite as intense as they have been. Um, so only a little bit more in the way of, uh, of more rainfall for the Buffalo Metro is expected um, and limited impacts for uh, for flooding concerns. Typical flood prone areas, ponding in poor drainage areas, things like that.
2: Alright, uh, and I was in Orchard Park yesterday where it was raining all day. It was that just we had thunderstorms, too. It was kind of a funny, funny thing to be in western New York yesterday um, where it was raining and where it wasn't. Have you heard any reports of any serious flooding?
3: Uh, No. So far, we haven't heard much in the way of any flood reporting uh, with these lake effect showers. Um, But we will be keeping a close eye on things as the ground is plenty saturated from the rains we've been seeing uh, last day or so. So um, we could be seeing rainfall amounts of over an inch uh, in some spots, depending on where the lake effect band uh, settles throughout the day today. Um, So definitely... some some flooding concerns as we go through the day but no reports as of yet
1: do you have your eyes on hurricane Ian uh, where's that tracking
3: right so uh, for our area um, we are going to be keeping an eye on that all the way out in the long term portion of the forecast um, right now we're not anticipating really much in the way of impacts from Ian um, as far as north third as we are um, could see some maybe some blow off high clouds uh, later this weekend and maybe some showers. Um, as that system kind of encroaches on the mid-Atlantic states there. But still lots of uncertainty that far out into the forecast period.
2: Philip, thanks. We appreciate it.
3: All righty. Thank you.
2: Philip Pandolfo at the National Weather Service.
1: Right. Something to watch for later in the week and, of course, more rain today how about this gas prices back on the rise again nationwide
0: for the first time in many weeks the average price of regular unleaded in the u.s is rising again the energy department says up six cents a gallon nationwide but that doesn't tell the whole story in much of the country they're still dropping but in california they've skyrocketed in the last week increasing 38 cents a gallon according to government figures but lots more based on other data due to unplanned refinery maintenance the average price in California is now back to five sixty-two a gallon. That has made the national average rise. Gas prices are also going up in the Rockies and the Midwest. Alex Stone,
1: EBC News. Not an issue here, though, locally down another couple of cents today, 377 on average.
2: Wall Street has joined other markets worldwide in a deepening slump over global recession worries. The Dow now off 20% from its last high. Signaling a bear market. To
4: worried long term investors, this too shall pass, says Art Hogan, Chief Market Strategist at
5: B. Riley Wealth. We've always gotten through these things. We're going through a rough stretch, but I can promise you we'll get out on the other side. Adding? The good news, I would say, is that a lot of this, a lot of the things we're concerned about, are well priced into the market. It wouldn't take much good news to turn things around a bit. Hogan
4: says
1: right now there's a buyer's strike on Wall Street. Chuck Sievertson, ABC News, All New right. York. Something to uh, watch for. We'll be talking about the markets, about preparing for what might be coming up in the weeks ahead uh, this morning, a little bit later on at 7.50. Well, The Canadian government announced it will be dropping its COVID-related entry restrictions starting this Saturday, October 1st. All travelers into Canada, regardless of citizenship, will no longer have to submit information through the ArriveCan app or website, provide proof of vaccination, or undergo any testing. Here's border attorney Jamie Fiegel.
2: Even people who were vaccinated were not going over because they found ArriveCAN to be uh, something that prohibited them from entering. It was a pain for them. So I think that the elimination of ArriveCAN and now the elimination of the vaccination requirement will certainly help tourism on the Canadian side.
1: It's unclear, though, if the United States will lift its vaccination requirement at the same time.
2: I do foresee the U.S. government having a response to this, hopefully at a border level first, lifting that requirement of vaccinations for Canadian citizens and citizens of other countries to be able to come into the United States. Two years of COVID showed us that it wasn't necessarily something that came right piggybacking off of one or the other when one country makes a decision.
1: Up in Canada, masks on planes and trains also no longer required. Getting back to normal, we'll see what the response is here in the U.S.
2: Yesterday, Catholic Health expanded hospital visitation hours back to normal times. Patients are now able to have two visitors daily between 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. at Kenmore Mercy, Mercy, Mount St. Mary's, and Sisters, there remains limited visitation for patients who have COVID. Well, in
1: uh, Angola, public vote nixed, but the idea of switching up open container laws still kicking around. Here's WBEN's Brayton Wilson. The village of Angola
4: is attempting to follow suit with other municipalities like the town of Evans and the village of East Aurora with changes to its open container laws allowing people to be able to consume and carry alcohol in public. What that would entail is the village banning the old law currently in place which would then allow for anyone to be able to carry an open container of beer, liquor, or wine across the street or across town without any penalty under the law. Angola Mayor Thomas Whalen is hoping to. that a change in this law will allow for some freedom for residents and others
5: who may want to drink freely
4: across the village.
5: So I'm not looking at it as a benefit. It's
3: just another
5: avenue. Like when we have festivals and stuff, it would be a an avenue for people they could bring a six pack of beer and when we have our concerts in the park same thing just making life a
4: little easier when talking to police chiefs and mayors in other municipalities whalen says there was no uptick in crime or anything of that matter and life goes on without any issues as for the potential benefit of no open container laws john simperman owner of 42 north and east aurora sees it more as a convenience for residents and visitors rather than a point of attraction for the municipalities it's
0: probably just a convenience more than anything if a customer wants to walk from one established to another, that's fine. But, you know, honestly, in East Aurora, you don't see too many open containers on the street, quite frankly. You know, it's probably one of those laws that most people aren't aware of, but it really doesn't affect much in ways of driving more visitation to East Aurora.
4: More on the potential lifting of open container laws in the village of Angola is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com news.
2: Thanks, Brayton. The day after, Bill's offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey had a meltdown in the coach's box at the end of the Bills Miami game. He told reporters he's going to learn from it.
3: You know, I don't ever want to want to take the passion out of the game. Uh, we're all in this on this to to win football games for obviously for the Bills uh, for for our fans, and uh, we're going to give give them everything we got. But it's something I'm going to learn from and and uh, and make sure you know, it's a a correct move forward.
2: Coach McDermott said he loves the fact that Dorsey cares that much about his job and putting his players in a position to be successful, but added that it's important to keep his poise.
4: Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast calls for mostly cloudy skies with scattered showers, maybe a rumble of thunder. Heavier showers will be south of Buffalo today with temperatures in the upper 50s. Tonight, rain showers will continue off and on with overnight lows in the upper 40s. Some showers early Wednesday, otherwise mostly cloudy. Highs in the mid 50s. Sunshine on Thursday with highs in the mid to upper 50s. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Kowski.
1: Joining us on the line, Justin Finch with a look at what's happening with Hurricane Ian, Florida, preparing for that to hit. Justin, thanks for being with us this morning uh, as we look at the trajectory of Ian. When is this anticipated to hit Florida?
5: We're expecting to see hurricane-force winds in the Florida area as soon as tomorrow. Perhaps some other signs today, later today, actually, So this storm is making its way here, but the worst of it expected on Thursday. That is when we can really see those heavy wind and rain conditions here in the Tampa area, potentially bringing uh, some record storm surge into the Tampa Bay area. We're already seeing evacuations as a result. The areas of Hillsborough and Pinellas County at most risk of that storm surge and more. They were urged to evacuate yesterday, and more evacuations are set to follow today.
2: Yeah, with these evacuation orders, then I would have to assume that schools are closed. What's the story with airports, too?
5: Well, the airport, as you say that, we're right by the airport. I can tell you that at 5 p.m. today, they will be suspending operations uh, because they do expect conditions to worsen. As for schools, Tampa Bay Area schools began closing just yesterday. Many of them will shift into shelters, welcoming families as soon as yesterday evening. So many already getting a head start on preparing here for this storm.
1: Yeah, they're used to preparing for storms in Florida, but maybe not this particular area. And, you know, in some of the ways that we're expecting, Tampa in particular, what are some of the unique concerns with that area when it comes to the water that's already there that's uh, really making people worried?
5: They've already had a very strong rainy season here in the Tampa area. Add to that, this is still Florida. It's low-lying around the Gulf Gulf Coast especially. Uh, They're really worried about those retention ponds, all these other factors that could bring even more water into this area. You do have the bay. You do have the river. When all these uh, systems come together with that wind, with the rain, and these conditions, they're really concerned about that storm surge, the amount of water alone that could come into uh, parts of Tampa that are heavily populated. You talk about the storm here, they have not seen anything like this in about a 100 years, their last big storm. So no one really knows what to expect here or just how bad it could be. But they do know, based on what they're seeing in terms of this model, what it's doing right now down in the Caribbean, that things here could get dire, especially given this storm could really sit uh, right off the coast or make landfall into Florida and be there for quite a bit of time.
2: You know, and Justin, what are they telling people who decide not to evacuate?
5: They, They are telling people that if you choose to stay and ride through this storm, prepare now because they don't want anyone, any first responder, to risk their lives trying to save someone doing something that they say is stupid or or risky so they're asking anyone who is going to stay here and wipe this storm out to take every precaution available and really think about what you're doing and the jeopardy you could put others in by making that choice as well
1: is there maybe some good news in the sense that this is really the first major hurricane we've had so far this hurricane season there's been nothing else to kind of use up any resources so far
5: Uh, That's right. So, you know, Florida is under a state of evacuation that was called last week, the Health and Human Services Secretary declaring a public health emergency. So the resources are falling into place ahead of the storm. And that's the best time to be ready before things really get bad out here.
1: All right. Well, uh, we appreciate the update, Justin. Thanks so much. Stay safe out there. Justin Finch joining us with an update on Hurricane Ian.
0: That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo.